Hello, brother. I'm Grace. Hello, brother. I'm Stephanie. And this is Doppelgangers. Today, we're talking about season one, episode 18 of the Vampire Diaries, which is called Under Control. And it is not. <laughs> not a single thing is, not buddy. One thi- no one has anything under control right now, which is exactly what I want to see this close to the end of a season. There's a lot happening. None of it is being controlled by anyone. Yeah, no one is excited about how this is going. <laughs> yeah. So as always, I will read the synopsis from Vampire Diaries Wiki, your number one source for Vampire Diaries lore. While Stefan struggles to control his new situation, Elena and Jeremy are surprised by a visit from their uncle, John Gilbert. Alaric has an awkward talk with Elena about Isabel. Not really. Not only about Isabel, more about Jeremy. Yeah, anyway. At a Founders Day event, Stefan displays a rare party attitude and Damon's attempt to find out why Uncle John has returned to town takes an ugly turn. An incident at the party causes trouble between Matt and Tyler, and the relationship between Matt and his mother, Kelly, reaches a new low. Meanwhile, Elena's effort to comfort Jeremy falls short, and he decides to take matters into his own hands. This is in the Netflix synopsis, too. Calling it a party mood for Stefan, I think, is being a little kind. I mean, he wanted to <laughs> dance. Yeah, but it, it took a turn from there relatively quickly, although yeah. it, it does often. He was drinking and he wanted to dance. That's a party attitude in my book. Yeah, he was drinking, he wanted to dance, and then he got mad at the end of the night. That's a Stephanie Saturday, if I've ever heard of it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but he starts the day in a, just a more general Stefan mood. He's playing some super loud music, and he's doing pull-ups. Okay, arms. Yeah, okay, arm day. And he's obviously trying to curb the cravings. Damon comes in, and he says, hey, can you turn it up? And then he says, hey, um, you know, self-detox isn't natural, so like this isn't going to work, by the way. I just want you to know. <laughs> Just like reminder of where I stand here. And Damon implies that the last time Stefan quote unquote indulged, that it took him a while to wean himself off. And we still don't know when that was. Yeah, we don't know when it was. And he said, oh, how long did it take you last time to wean yourself off? And Stefan just keeps doing pushups, does not say anything, which does not mean it was quick. (laughs) Yeah, that means it's a bad answer. And Damon says, look, You need to feed on some human blood to stay strong. You don't have to kill to do it. That's why there are blood banks. I haven't hunted humans in a while, which is entirely self-serving because he needs the town to get off his back. But Stefan's like, well, I I just don't want to. I just don't want to. I And Damon uses a turn of phrase that you've been using for quite a while to describe Stefan. Damon says, you need to stop with the holier than thou attitude. And I said, preach. You're very right. I get not wanting to kill anyone. And I get that clearly once he starts it, it takes a turn. I mean, he's clearly not equipped. But I also think if he would just like decide to drink human blood, we wouldn't be doing this whole like, it's so hard, the craving's so hard, like just drink the human blood. And if you drink it enough, like you won't feel like you have to eat Elena's blood because you're starving when you're hanging out with her. But yeah, famously, that's what they tell alcoholics. They're like, just drink a little bit every day. And then you then you won't crave it as much. I don't think alcoholism is as good of a metaphor as we think it is. That's clearly the parallel they're trying to make us draw, though. I see why he doesn't want to do it. But I also think like the pressure of not having any blood is difficult. And the pressure of getting used to like a comfortable way to drink blood. Neither of those are an easy path. But clearly this not drinking blood one is not working at the moment. And we'll get to the, this at the end of the episode, but it's worse than it seems like it has been for him in the past. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying like give in to all your vices, but like 
in this one case. Boys gotta eat. Yeah. Stefan says to Damon something along the lines of, you just love to see me lose, don't you? And Damon's <laughs> like, whatever. I don't really care either way. This is going to figure itself out. Yeah, and Stefan's like, well, I have it under control. And he clearly does not. And Damon knows that. And yeah, and so Damon leaves out a glass of blood and then leaves the room. Stefan looks at it longingly. And then Damon's like, oh, forgot my glass. It's like, oh my God, forgot it. Stefan does not appreciate that one bit. And then we cut over to the Gilbert house. Elena's about to head to school. Spirits are high until Elena opens the door. And we see Uncle John, who no one is excited to see. Yeah. First of all, well, here's the thing about Uncle John that struck me when I first watched the show. And no shade to this actor at all. Could they not have found someone hotter? That, that's a great point. He's pretty. I mean, he's one of the uglier CW guys. Well, he doesn't look like he should be as big of a character as it seems like he is. He caused quite a ripple in this episode. I just think after how the last Jonathan Gilbert was shown and described, I was like, I don't like him being named John Gilbert does not bode well for his personality. And with how much Jenna hated him off the bat, I was like, okay, yeah, this guy can't be good. He's been on a number of shows. None I've watched, but I'm looking at his IMDb. He was also on iZombie. Oh, he was on 71 episodes of that. I didn't even know they had that many episodes of iZombie. 71 episodes. At least. So he played two characters on Once Upon a Time. One name I don't know, but one name I do know. Do you want to guess who he played on Once Upon a Time? Prince Philip, who's Sleeping Beauty's prince. It's kind of unfair to make me make you guess this because there's no way you guess this. It's Dr. Victor Frankenstein. Okay, well, I know. How would I have known that he is on Once Upon a Time? I know. That's why I made you guess. It's unfair, but... (laughs) You just love to see me fail. Yeah, exactly. He was also in um, Heroes, apparently. So he's had quite an illustrious career of like big shows, it seems. Yeah, exactly. So no one is excited that John is there. Jenna knew he was coming, but she, I guess, kind of suspected he maybe wouldn't come because she was like, he said, oh, I said I would be in by noon. And she said, well, what you say and what you do are often two different things. Well, it seems like she thought he was going to visit, but not like stay there for a long time, even though that's clearly his intention. Yeah, kind of. I think she kind of thought Jeremy and Elena wouldn't have to see him. Yeah. But he says that he has business in town and he's not sure how long he'll stay. So Jeremy and Elena go to school. They kind of give Jenna a look, but they leave. And so then Jenna's like, can you be sensitive with Jeremy? He just lost a friend. And John says, no. He said, no, I won't be sensitive, actually. And then John says to Jenna, can you at least pretend you're happy to see me? And she tries to pretend and then she stops. She says, oh, it's so great to see you. No, I can't. I love her. And he's like, ha, 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 ha. He says, did you think I was just going to sign the escrow papers and just leave? And she was like, yeah, I was hoping so. Basically, John doesn't want Jenna selling the old Gilbert doctor's office to Pearl, even though it is Pearl's. But yeah, it's not. And it's not about Pearl. It's just (laughs) that he doesn't want the building sold at this moment that it's in his family. He's the estate's trustee. It technically belongs to Jeremy and Elena. But since they're minors, they can't do anything with it yet. Him being the estate trustee and, you know, some other stuff that comes out later, not painting Elena's adoptive father in a very good light. Not feeling good things about Grace and Gilbert. What makes you say that? Just because he trusts John too much? He trusts John so much. And I'm sorry, given how the Gilbert men act, not including Jeremy, I don't think Grayson was a good guy. So here's my question for you. Follow up. Who else could be the estate's trustee? Jenna? But she's not a Gilbert. That's my thought that that would be their justification. No, I think their justification was she's in grad school and John's a full grown adult. Well, then why make Jenna the guardian? 
I don't know. I think that he maybe was the only option for the estate's trustee. I don't think he was the only option, but I would guess. And again, I'm painting some uh, very presumptuous pictures of Grace and Gilbert, but I'm going to guess that Grace and Gilbert was like, well, the estate trustee needs to be an actual Gilbert. Maybe. I guess because John well, seems to have this, I want to say holier than thou, this like pompous attitude about being a founding family that like we haven't really seen like explicitly mirrored in anyone but the mayor. And the mayor, you know, he's the mayor of town. So that attitude is less like surprising, but it seems like he holds being a Gilbert very close to the chest. And so I'm assuming Grayson was similar in that way. Do you assume that Grayson and Miranda were both on the Founders Council? Or do you think just Grayson was? I think they both were. Just asking. I wonder if John killed Grayson. Grayson drove a car off the bridge. Yeah, maybe he cut the brake lines. Why would, okay, I'm just asking why John would kill Grayson. So he can get the big Gilbert money. Grayson is probably the older brother and he owns most, I mean, all the stuff is in the Gilbert family name. So then why isn't he selling the building? Because that's how he would get the money. Well, he wants to be the owner. He wants to be like the top dog of Mystic Falls. Okay. Which like, it doesn't necessarily have like money straight to it. I don't like John and he clearly doesn't care as much about the vampire danger as others. He's clearly got his own motivations here. And I don't think it's outside their own possibility that he would cut the brake lines of this car. Okay. We'll talk about John's motivations later when we get to know more <laughs> about him, because I'm curious, you seem to have a lot of theories. I wonder. Um, I do. I have I, a lot of thoughts. About I wonder if them are the anywhere end. near correct. Probably um, not. Well, we'll see. <laughs> so then we cut over to school where Elena's talking to Matt and she's like, oh, yeah, Uncle John's in town. And even Matt Donovan is like, I hate that guy. Yeah, I'm sorry. If Matt Donovan doesn't like you, you got to kind of reevaluate. Look inward, John. And yeah. Elena says, does anyone? Man, <laughs> everyone hates this man, except for one person. And that's Mayor Lockwood. And that says a lot. Yeah, does not speak highly of his personality. And Matt basically offers to help. And Elena's like, you've got enough going on. <laughs> and Matt says like, oh, thanks so much for all the help you did for Vicky's memorial. It's really sweet. And then he's like, Caroline said her dad, she was baking nonstop. My mom's going to strangle her if she eats more lasagna, which I understand that the overbearing taking care of a family thing can be annoying, but it's like, good for Caroline. Get to your dad's. Get out of there. Yeah. Caroline's like, I'm not around for this anymore. I'm sick of talking to Kelly Donovan and her being mad that I'm bringing her food. So then we cut over to like, I don't know, we can assume it's like the stoner area because there's like a couch on pavement. Yeah. Jeremy and Tyler are sitting. Tyler like offers Jeremy some weed. Well, we can assume it's weed. They don't say it, but you know, and And Jeremy's like, no. And Tyler's like, okay, cool. It's funny that Tyler is in this like stoner area because even though he was like hooking up with Vicky, this doesn't really, I guess he doesn't have that many friends, but it doesn't really seem like his place. You would think he'd have his little football group or something. He wants to smoke weed. So he has to be in the stone area to do that. And football players can also smoke weed. Yeah, but you uh, you would think that he would fit more into this like clicky nature of school. He seems to float between groups a little more. This isn't where I would imagine him like eating lunch. I don't think he's eating lunch here. I think he came specifically to talk to Jeremy and smoke some weed because he has a conversation with Jeremy. Yeah, I think he came to smoke weed and was like, oh, it's kind of nice that I can sit with Jeremy. We understand what we're going through. They basically talk about how they're saying Vicky OD'd. And Tyler's like, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. That's sad. And Jeremy's like, but she was doing good. And why was she buried? And Tyler like comes up with excuses, but you can see he's kind of like, that is interesting. He's like, maybe she saw something, but he's, yeah, he's definitely like, yeah, that's a good point. Then we go over to the council meeting at the Mystic Falls Founders Hall. 
And Damon is part of the council now, baby. I think he's been part of the council. We haven't seen it like officially. Yeah, maybe we haven't seen him go to a council meeting before. Anyway, so Damon's walking into the council meeting and the sheriff's kind of filling everyone in. She's like, hey, just so everyone knows, the coroner officially labeled Vicky's death and overdose. The truth is going to stay in this room. Thanks so much for your time. And then Mayor Lockwood comes up and he's like, well, I've got great news. John is here. Again, he seems to be the only one in town who likes John because Damon's like, oh, who's that? Gilbert. And Liz Forbes says, oh, yeah, he's Elena's Uncle John, but I call him Jackass. I just love her. Not the best (laughs) nickname in the world, but effective. I love it. She said, I'm not trying to do anything special here. I'm not reinventing the wheel. I think that shows how obnoxious he is. You don't even have the energy to give him like a funny name. You just call him Jackass. You're like, there's no point in giving an even remotely funny nickname. Like he's just a jackass. And he says, well, I've got some distressing news. And I figured I should tell you guys, since as you know, I'm a Gilbert. He says a bunch of blood banks in neighboring counties have had their supplies stolen. Park rangers, random people have gone missing. I don't think the vampire thing is over. And Mayor Lockwood basically like, oh, OK, well, let's not panic because he wants to have the Founders Day party, which is incredible. Yeah. Liz Forbes says, yeah, he doesn't want to cancel the party. She clearly hates like so many people on this Founders Council, but she's got Damon. Her and Damon are thick as thieves. She's like, please put Damon on the council. I need a friend. And John says, I know you guys think the vampire thing is over, but I'm here to tell you nothing's been solved. Well, of course, he's correct, as we know, because there's a vampire on the very council at this very moment. <laughs> yeah. And John, from this kind of speech, he gives this little soapbox. It seems like if it came to it and we get this essentially confirmed by the end of the episode, if it came down to it, he would take the Jonathan Gilbert approach. He'd just kill them all. Well, that wasn't just Jonathan Gilbert's approach. That was all the founding family's approach. That was the whole founding family's approach. But I think like I've been connecting it to Jonathan Gilbert since he was really the most egregious in like killing Pearl. Mr. Salvador killed his own sons. He already hated his sons. Yeah, that's true. He wasn't that sad about that regardless. And then we cut over to school where Alaric is finally talking to Elena and Alaric's like, hey, um, I'm going to show you a paper Jeremy wrote. And it's the vampire paper we've talked about for so long now. It's called like fact or fiction, vampires in Mystic Falls. And Elena looks at it and she's like, hmm, was it fact or fiction? And Alaric's like, you know, he made it very clear he didn't think it was real. Alaric basically said he is on the fiction side of it. But I do think it's weird that he picked this topic and like, you should be aware. And she's like, thanks. I just really don't want to get him involved. And Alaric's like, how do you like lie to everyone you love, you stupid bitch? (laughs) And she's like, it's because I love them. It's safer that way, whatever. Well, at this point, I was going to say the only people she's lying to are Jeremy and Jenna, but also Caroline. Yeah. But I mean, it's not like Alaric's never lied to anyone, first of all. So let's, uh, let's get off our horse, sir. Yeah, he do be rewriting history. Yeah. And Alaric says, you know, I think Stefan's a good guy, but he is a vampire. And Elaine is like, shut the hell up. Thank you for your input. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, no, he's different, but thanks. And Alaric's like, well, I tried. He said, yeah, we'll see about that, sweetie. <laughs> yeah, see you later tonight. We'll, we'll see about that, girly pop. And then we go back over to the Gilbert house where... John is going on and on about how important Founders Day is. And Jeremy's like, yeah, I don't really care about the party. And John's like, it's one of the cool parts about being a Gilbert. It's really exciting. One day when you're old enough to appreciate, I'll tell you all about our heritage. And Jenna's like, oh, yeah, all the Gilbert stuff. I'm not a Gilbert, so I never got to hear about it. I this too. Because again, as an outsider, you're like, what literally could it be? It can't be anything special. What it reads as, if you don't know what the council talks about, is that they like, 
probably wear some robes and burn something. At worst, it's KKK information. (laughs) Well, it sounds like no shade that it's basically like how a sorority sounds that they're like, oh, yeah, we can't talk about it. It's secret. And it's like, what do you mean? It's all you do is go in a room and sing a song. Don't act like you're keeping anything cool from me. Yeah, the secret words are not that interesting. They're just not. Exactly. So that's what I'm sure as an outsider, she thinks she's like, okay, congratulations. Well, and John makes a big deal of like, it's so important that we respect her our ancestors and our founders. We are so important to this town, all this. And Jeremy's like, okay, well, I want to sit at home, but okay. Yeah, Jeremy's like, actually, I want to be a vampire, but thanks. Jeremy's like, I'm kind of going through something like that matters to me more than this at the moment. Not that you've asked, but. And then Jeremy says like, why is she so mean to you? And John says, we used to sleep together, which I don't believe for a second. I know it's true in the world of this show. So I do believe it in that way. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I thought he was just being a dick. No, she threw something at him. So we can assume it's true. Huh? Yeah, it's true in the world of this show, but I just don't buy that Jenna would ever do that. Jenna's picker is just off. I know. Oh, look, great pick overall, but definitely has some demons. Got a lot of baggage. But like Logan Fell, John Gilbert, sweetie. And then upstairs, we check in with Stefan and Elena. And Elena's like, I'm really worried about like this Jeremy thing and the fact that he might know about vampires. And Stefan's like, just ask. If he doesn't know anything, it'll seem completely innocent, which is true. But of course, we know he knows something. She's like, oh, you know, it's been hard. We've been distant with each other lately. Secrets have been piling up. Yeah, like we just don't talk as much as we used to. And Stefan's like, you know, you just have to start. You just have to try. And then Elena checks in on Stefan's mental state because he's very jittery and on edge. And he's like, yeah, it's a little, you know, it's a little rough, but I'm okay. My body's going to readjust. It'll be fine soon enough. He's really downplaying his stress right now. Yeah. (laughs) And so Elena's like, well, I've missed hanging out with you these past days. He's like, I missed it too. So they start making out and it's going well until he gets veins under his eyes and he looks like he's about to kill her. And he cannot stop the veins under his eyes. Like sometimes early on in the relationship, they'd like pop up and then he'd like shake them off right away. But they are like there. Yeah. And then he like pushes himself back, breaks a lamp. He looks very scared. The next day we see Elena letting Damon into her house. And she's like, oh, thank God you came. And, you know, Damon's putting on a little performance in front of Jeremy, a little flirtation. Elena is not really excited because she doesn't want Jeremy to see it. But we see Jeremy roll his eyes. He literally doesn't care. Jeremy ships Stelena. Yeah. And Jeremy's like, okay. Jeremy said, don't even get in my face with that. Stelena all the way. (laughs) So they go up to Elena's room. Damon kind of snoops around this whole time while he kind of relays some information. He says, hey, first of all, you know, John's on the council, right? And then he sees the broken lamp and he's like, what's up with that? And she's like, nothing. And she's like, hey, I'm worried about Stefan. He's not himself. He's clearly struggling. When will he be normal again? How long is it going to take? And Damon says, a few days, give or take. And she says, well, it's been a few days. And he says, give then. Yeah, he's like, I don't fucking know. And he's just sitting on the bed holding the teddy bear. And Damon basically says, you know, he's spent too long not being himself. The Stefan, you know, is Stefan on good behavior. He's reining it in. But there's another part of Stefan that you don't know. And that's what he's trying to tamp down right now. And he's having a hard time with it. Yeah, he's basically like, you know, this one Stefan. That's not necessarily who Stefan has always been and will always be. Yeah. And Elena says, like, he's not like you. And Damon's like, he doesn't want to be, but that doesn't mean he isn't. Yeah, he's kind of like, he might not have as much control over that as he likes to believe. And Damon doesn't say this, but he's kind of like, I know him better than you. Which it's true. He does. He's known him for a longer time. And then at the Salvatore house, we can see Stefan is very much not doing okay. He is very much not under control. 
<laughs> he does not look good at all. So he's like running around. He's like heavy breathing. And he has some bourbon or whiskey or whatever. Because as we mentioned in an earlier episode, alcohol is supposed to curb cravings. Not as much as Stefan needs, it seems. <laughs> There's not enough alcohol in the world to curb his cravings. Yeah, because he do be downing these glasses of bourbon. And it seems to be barely making a dent. So then we go up to Jeremy's room. And Elena's like, hey, can we go on a walk? Cut to them going on a walk. We go a little bit in the future after she's told him that she is adopted. And so we kind of pick up their conversation in the aftermath of that. Yeah, Jeremy essentially is like, I can't believe you're adopted. So we're like, okay, so we know where this conversation is. Exactly. She's like, yeah, I'm sorry it took me so long to tell you, but I just thought it was weird. You know, we've been siblings our whole lives. And to find out we're not blood related is kind of a shock. And they are kind of having a good conversation about this. It's very happy. Yeah, she's like, you're still my brother. And so now that we have this nice foundation laid, Elena's like, okay, time to go in for the kill. She said, you know, Mr. Saltzman says you're doing really good in history. He loved your vampire paper. And Jeremy kind of has a look like. He's like, what do you know, lady? Like, this is when they both start. Sizing each other up. You can see both of them are on their on their toes here. They're both like, how much does the other person know and how much can I protect them from? I mean, they both know much more than the other person thinks they know. And Elena's like, what drew you to the subject matter? And Jeremy says, boredom. He's like, well, maybe I'm just as crazy as all the Gilberts. So he really masterfully kind of downplays any interest he had in the matter. Yeah, he's like, oh, I just thought it was interesting. Like, doesn't even bring up the Vicky of it all. Doesn't even bring the, up the Anna of it all, that Anna gave him all this information. Because then Elena would be like, oh, he knows. If Anna gave him this information, he knows. Yeah, he leaves <laughs> a lot out. And then eventually he's like, maybe I'm just crazy like all the Gilberts. And she's and Elena says the Gilberts weren't crazy. And he said, that's easy for you to say you aren't one. And they're like, ha, ha, ha. Their conversation is at a high right now. It's going to drop down pretty soon. Yeah, no, they didn't get any information out of this conversation, but it was a good brother sister conversation. They're laying some foundation to have a good relationship again. Exactly. And then we finally make it to the Founders Day kickoff party, which it does beg the question, what was the party in episode four for? If yeah, this is the what was the first Founders Day party? What I, I imagine is that that one was a fundraiser for Founders Day. So it was just to make money to have more parties. It's a little unclear. You know, maybe they were like not sure how big a role Founders Day was going to play in the season. And so they're like, oh, fuck, that should have been bigger. So then doing it again. I don't know. I think we're meant to believe that that first one was like a fundraiser. Well, the first one, I think, was like purposely just the founding families, which this one, I guess, kind of was because they had to get like a special invitation for the Donovans, but it didn't seem like as much like that. I don't know. They made it seem like basically founding families have to go to the Founders Day parties and that no one else is really invited. You need to be invited otherwise. So Stefan and Damon arrive. Stefan does not look good. And you can tell that he's like, I don't know that it's a good idea that I'm here. He absolutely wants <laughs> to leave. And Damon says, we got to stay with founding family members. Plus, I'm very popular. Everybody loves me. We got to be here. Stefan's like, I miss when you hated everybody. And Damon's like, I still do. They just love me. He's like, just because I hate them doesn't mean they hate me. And then Damon says, like, hey, how are you doing? And Stefan says, I'm fine. Don't butt in. And Damon's like, well, I bet all that whiskey you've been drinking has been helping. And Stefan's like, oh, I thought I was hiding that. Um, okay. Damon basically says giving in is inevitable. Stefan definitely feels like annoyed that he's being watched so much. Yeah, because he also is really struggling and he doesn't want Damon to know that. But clearly Damon is aware. Yeah, because of if it. Damon can see it, then Elena probably will. Yeah. And so Stefan is like, I'm going to go find Elena. Bye. 
And then on the way there, he picks up a cocktail and downs it. So he's in a good mood. Yeah. So he's he's starting the party. Strong. Yeah, that's that rare party attitude we talked about. Yeah. And then we go into like the foyer or something. And Mayor Lockwood and Tyler are talking to Kelly Donovan and Matt. Mayor Lockwood is basically like, we were so happy to invite you guys when this town's a big family. And when someone loses a member, we have to be there for each other. So basically, they got invited to this party because Vicky's dead. Yeah. He's like being real nice about this, but it's like, okay, you would not have invited any of them. Vicky came to the one party and your wife shat on her. It's pretty transparent what's happening here. So then the mayor and Tyler leave and Kelly's like, I guess dead kid gets an invite. And Matt's like, mom. And she's like, whatever. She's like, well, I'm going to go drink. This is rough. Yeah. And then Tyler also wants to drink. So he brings in some alcohol for him and Matt. And Matt's like, oh my God, your dad's going to kill you. And he's like, oh, I'd like to see him try. <laughs> they have fun for now. Not a good joke. But anyway, they're excited to have the alcohol and they're ready to party as well. A lot of party mood from some unexpected people tonight. I think Tyler's expected. Well, Stefan and Matt are really okay. the two unexpected people. Tyler's expected. Of course, Tyler's drinking. Yeah. He's fun. Exactly. He's hot and fun. Yeah. My king. And then Stefan is having a drink. But when he sees Elena, he notably hides his drink. Elena's like, hey, are you drunk? He's like, fuck, that was not as secret as I thought it and was. So he covers it up pretty well. He's like, oh, you know, it takes the edge off. And she's like, should I be worried? And he says, nope, just for cravings. And she said, oh, my God, it's funny. You're like a high school boy stealing alcohol. Ha ha ha. Girl, it is not that funny. Yeah, it's going to be real not funny real soon, sweetie. He's trying to throw you off the scent. But he does a good job of it because he's like, OK, um, well, yeah, maybe I am drunk. But do you want to dance? And she says, oh, my God, you never want to dance. And he's like, like, I always have to force you to dance. And he's like, yeah, but I'm drunk now. Isn't this a good thing for everyone? He's like, you have to force sober me to dance. Like, this should not be as comforting to her as it is. But she's like, "Okay, fun. And then he goes up to the DJ to get some more upbeat music. Elena's like, no one's dancing. Like, why would we start dancing? He's like, we just need better music. And Kelly comes up and she's like, hey, I already tried to bribe him with a date and some money. He's not changing that music. Carol Lockwood has... Complete control. Noose around him, yeah. Yeah. And Stefan, of course, he doesn't need to bribe a DJ with a date and money because he can compel him. DJs don't get vervain in this world. DJs aren't important enough. Even the founders date DJ. No, we don't have vervain for that guy. If Carol Lockwood really wanted to control the music, she would have given the DJ vervain. Yeah. And so they play some music. Stefan starts dancing with Kelly. Kelly's really hopping around the younger men. Um, vibes. Which vibes, but n- not good because that's going to that's gonna be what gets her. Yeah, not going to end well for her. And Damon comes up to Elena and he says, oh, have I entered an alternate universe where Stefan is fun? And she's like, I guess. Elena is worried because he. it is weird that he's being fun. So she's like, should I be worried about him? And Damon's like, he'll be okay eventually. Yeah, Damon's like, you can be worried, but like it's going to go one of two ways. And which way it goes doesn't really matter to me. So so then while Stefan is dancing with like everybody else and not grabbing Elena, which is because he asked her, Jenna's catching up with Elena and then Alaric approaches and takes Jenna, you know, to go get a drink just to remember that they've been flirting. Yeah, just to keep that couple going. And then Matt goes up to Elena and he's like, hey, do you want to dance? And she's like, OK, sure. Matt's clearly been drinking a little bit. They're having fun. Yeah, Matt is clearly a little drunk, but he's like in a happy mood. I kind of like it. It's good to see him be a little happy. He's had a rough uh, go. Yeah, he seems like to be letting loose to a lot of this party, which you like for him. And then we check over in on Liz Forbes, who is not in her sheriff's uniform. She's all dressed up. And Damon's like, you know, I love a woman in uniform, but I'm, I have to side with this look. You look great. And she's like, oh, my God, thanks. I needed that. BFFs. 
Their little friendship is so fun to me. <laughs> and she's like, you know, I had your doubts about you, but you won me and the council over. And he's like, yes, I did. And she really needed a friend on the council. And you know what? He needed adult friends. Yeah, they both needed a friend. And I think I, I think she's got a good head on her shoulders when she inevitably finds out that Damon is a vampire. I don't think she'll necessarily be like, we need to kill all the vampires right away. Mm-hmm. She'll be like, that's my guy. She's like, wait, vampires can be nice. Interesting. Interesting. And he's like, oh, I love being on the council. I love living in Mystic Falls. Like, I'm just so happy with my life. It's finally feeling like home again. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, um, so what John said, yeah, it's true. Like, blood is missing. There are people missing. I think vampires are still around. And Damon's like, what the fuck? Damon's like, yeah, I fucking know that. But can we have some fun with it? Yeah. But before he gets too deep into that, Jeremy goes up to the sheriff. and He's like, hey, sheriff, can I ask you something? And she's like, oh, OK, sure. And he's like, why was Vicky buried if she overdosed? Jeremy really Michael Moore is the sheriff. Yeah. And <laughs> she's like, um, I can't he's talk like, about the investigation. He's like, but it's ongoing. And she's like, well, no, it's not actually. She's like, wait a second. No one ever asks me when I lie about this kind of stuff. And now this fucking Gilbert kid shows up. She's like, what is happening? She's like, I'm at a party. First of all, I'm not even in uniform. So back off. Sorry about your friend. And Jeremy's like, well, I'll keep asking you about this. So like, don't fucking sleep. Yeah, he said, I will not be silent. (laughs) Nevertheless, he persisted. (laughs) And then we cut over to Stefan and Elena who are dancing and they're having a lot of fun. And then Stefan twirls Elena and she like, bumps into a guy which you know yeah she bumped into him but it's okay it's for yeah when he's like oh watch it watch it. he's like oh my god sorry totally my fault i'm clumsy and he says then get off the dance floor <laughs> like like it's not weird for someone to bump into you on the dance floor and that's not even a clumsy thing like it was just like oh ran into someone whatever and he's like get off the dance floor it's like okay what is up your ass he's like i literally am listening to mgmt right now or whatever is playing. It's MGMT adjacent. And he's like, you like ruined my whole experience with this song. And she's like, oh my God, okay. And so Stefan compels him and he's like, hey, I think you need to apologize. And then he says, sorry. He starts to walk away and Stefan says, no, like you mean it. And Elena's like, okay, like he was rude, but this is an overreaction. She's like, both of you are taking this out of hand. Yeah, Elena's like, I was just having some fun dancing and now I'm like worried about Stefan again. God and damn she's it. Like, damn it, you guys suck. She's like, why can't I have fun for more than two minutes consecutively? Exactly. So this pushes Elena to go check in with Damon. And she says, hey, have you noticed Stefan's behavior? And he's like, yeah, well, your brother's no picnic either. He's asking a lot of questions about Vicky. Elena's like, no, no, no. He knows it was an overdose. And Damon's like, oh, really? He says, oh, oh, Sheriff, why was she buried? Why would anyone do that? Who would do that? And he says, I know, I know, me. I would do that. <laughs> yeah, Damon's like, hey, it was me, remember? Fucking keep that in check. Yeah. He's like, I would compel him, but he has Ravain. And Elena's like, nope, we're not doing any more compelling. I will handle this. And then Damon gives her a rose and is like, handle it. And I'm like, this is romance. The Bachelor. <laughs> and then Kelly is walking on the party. She puts an empty glass in a plant, which Mood. Tyler notices. And he's like, hey. I saw that. And they kind of like have a little flirtatious moment. But at first you're like, no, this doesn't make sense. So you're like, maybe they're just being friendly. I think it makes sense. I think Tyler is the type to go for a MILF. And then we go out to the balcony where Damon approaches John or John approaches Damon. It was only a matter of time before we got this conversation. And 
John introduces himself. Damon's like, oh, well, it's nice to meet you. Uh, how long has it been since you've been in town? And John says, oh, I'd ha- I haven't been gone long. I was just here for my brother's funeral. And he says, how long have you been in town? And Damon says, not long at all. Not a specified timeline. Yeah, no specification. There. Exactly. John says, you know, I feel like the vampire stuff is like 1864 all over again. We might need to round them up and put them all in a church and burn the church. And Damon says, that is the story, isn't it? And John says, some of it. And Damon's like, oh, what else is there in the story? Yeah, and John says, well, you know, there was a tomb under the church. And Damon's like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And he's like, <laughs> it was just waiting for vampires to be freed. He's like, but it needed someone to open it. And he's like, but you knew that already since you're the one who opened it. And Damon says, okay, um, why are you telling me this? Yeah, he's like, um, okay, and what is the point? <laughs> and so Damon says, you know, I could like rip your throat out in a second, right? And John's like, yeah. And Damon's like, but you probably in Jesper Vervain. And John's like, why don't you take a bite and find out? And Damon's like, not really worth my time, which it is worth his time to kill him. And Damon knows that. So Damon starts to leave and then he comes back, snaps his neck and tosses him off the balcony. The correct move. Yeah, I don't know what John would have been expecting, although clearly he was expecting. Clearly John wanted Damon to kill him so he could have a little show off moment. At first, I was like, well, why wouldn't he have told the council this before talking to Damon? Because in what world would Damon not kill him in this yeah, moment? Yeah, it seems very showy. So you're like, why did he think that would work? And then he gets killed. And you're like, well, I guess that's that. Not everyone makes it. Yeah, I was like, okay, well, that's kind of what he deserved. Yeah. Then it's clear that this was just a little fun time he had. Yeah, it all <laughs> planned. So then we check in with Jeremy and Elena, who are inside the party, but they're in kind of a private room. Jeremy's like staring at a fire. And Elena's like, hey. Um, so I heard you've been asking about Vicky a lot. And Jeremy's like, no one wants to know what happened to her. It's really fucked up. And Elena like tries to shut it down. She's like, the coroner's office said she ODD's like, then why was she buried? An answer that no one has an answer for. Yeah. When they should have just said maybe during the storm somehow. Maybe there was a mudslide. I don't know how nature works. Whatever. It feels like there's a pretty easy way out of it. But now we're in too deep. Yeah. How did she come out of the hole? Say it's the same way she fell in the hole. Well, the storm, yeah, unearthed her. So just say maybe the storm just knocked her around a bit. Maybe a previous storm. Yeah, buried her. exactly. So Elena tries to shut it down. She's like, the coroner's office called it an overdose. That's what I believe, blah, blah, blah. And he says, I think someone killed her. And I want the truth. That's the only way people can move on. And she says, whatever it was, she's gone now. Bad choice of words. Yeah, Jeremy's like, okay, so it wasn't an overdose. And you know what it was. Yeah, he's like, you don't believe it then. And she's like, I didn't say that. <laughs> Yeah, he can tell that she is keeping something yeah. away from him. And then we check back in with Kelly and Tyler. They're walking around. They're excited that Matt's having fun because he really needs it. And she's like, yeah, I'm having a really hard time with Vicky. I can't even begin to think about it because if I do, I will shut down. I will cry. Tyler's like, yeah, I was pretty mean to Vicky, which he wasn't really. He wasn't egregiously mean. Yeah, he wasn't like openly rude, but he was like, he definitely wasn't that nice to her. He wasn't a good boyfriend, but I don't think he thought he was her boyfriend. So, but he's being a sweetie. He's like, I just wish I could change it. And now I can't change anything. Well, and he's like, and I feel like because of that, I don't deserve to miss her because I was mean to her, which is so sad. They both say that they have no one to talk to. And then the sparks are really flying because now they do have someone to talk yeah. to. And it's each other. It's like, and maybe you shouldn't do this here, but yeah, it's a very well lit porch about 20 feet from your son. So, you know, yeah, what do you think about that. It just seems like one of these people should have shut this down and probably the adult should have. Yeah, but that's not really Kelly's strong suit, but she probably should have. Well, especially after she just made out with Damon, who like is a lot younger than her, but at least he's like above 18. 
At least he's not in high school. So then we check in with Matt and Elena and Matt is having fun. She's really not, but she doesn't want to shut down his fun energy because he doesn't really have a lot of fun right now. So she's like encouraging him. And he's like, hey, I need some air. Do you want to come outside with me? And she's like looking at Stefan, who's drinking. And she's like, yeah, I'll come outside with you. Matt's like, oh, have you seen my mom? And she says, no, not in a while. But then they do see her because they go outside and Kelly and Tyler are making out like right just in the middle of the walkway, not even against a wall. Or exactly. Anything. And it's well lit again, poorly planned rendezvous. Yeah. Matt pretty quickly is like, what the fuck? Yeah, because this is like the second week in a row that he's run into his mom making out with someone. Yeah, and, and they just get younger and younger. Yeah, now it's his friend, quote unquote. It's his literal best friend. So Matt's basically pulls them apart and then tries to beat Tyler up. Tyler bests him and beats him up pretty bad. And it seems, I just think, you know, he is very strong and he seemed to have lost control at a certain point. Yeah. And they push each other. Kelly ends up getting pushed into a table filled with glasses. So that's great. And then Rick eventually pulls Tyler off Matt and Mayor Lockwood comes and takes Tyler away. And Mayor Lockwood's like, okay, back to the party, back to the party, nothing to see here. And Matt is angry and he looks for his mom who has run away during the kerfuffle. Yeah, who has peaced out. Let me check in with Stefan and Damon. And Damon gives Stefan a quick little fill-in as to what's going on. A, that the council is back in vampire mode. And B, that he just killed Uncle John. Yeah, he says, do you want the bad news or the worst news? And Stefan's like, I don't want to hear anything. And then he just tells him both those pieces of news. And Stefan is like, what? He is so out of it already, so tired, definitely headache. And then he gets this information and he just is like, I don't even know what you expect me to do with that. Exactly. And then Stefan gets distracted because he hears crying and smells blood. So Kelly Donovan must be nearby. (laughs) And so he checks on her and she's like, yeah, I'm having a really rough night. Yeah, I bet you are, queen. I really thought Stefan was going to kill her. Not like purposely, but like the blood was already out. And he like is looking at the blood. He puts them on his hand and she's kind of like, um, what are you doing? Yeah, he's like rubbing the cut. And she's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, she's like, am I going to make out with another teenager tonight? She's like, well, we are in a corner this time at least. Yeah, she's like, I'm learning now. She's like, he's not, my son's not going to beat up two guys. Yeah. And then he realizes that he's kind of losing control with the blood. So he starts to leave. Yeah, he like snaps out of it. And so he just leaves Kelly there with a bleeding forehead and no band-aid. So she's like, well, this is going great. She's like, well, this night is taking a turn. Stefan might as well leave the party at this point. He is not not good. And then Stefan runs outside of the party and he can't help himself. He does lick the blood off his hand. I mean, at that point, where's he going to put it? I go to a sink. But that's the thing. If he's licking the blood off his hand, he better go home. Because once he has that little taste, there are too many humans at this party. Exactly. So then Mayor Lockwood starts a little speech. And who comes back into the party but a very alive Uncle John? Were you shocked to see him alive? I was. I was like, okay. And so I was like, well, he does he have an alert ring? Mm-hmm. That's what I had been calling it. And I was like, does he know Isabel? Because I'm thinking where to get this ring, you know? Because at this point, we have two ways that people can come back to life. They become a vampire or they have an alert ring. And it's pretty clear he wouldn't become a vampire. Yeah, exactly. So Mayor Lockwood basically says, all right, this party kicks off the countdown till Founders Day. So it's not even Founders Day yet. It's going to be our 150th birthday. Very exciting. And he's like, and in celebration, we're going to bring back one of our town's favorite sons, John Gilbert, to ring the charter bell. 
And John Gilbert gives a little speech where basically he says, like, we protect each other in this town. He, like, looks at Damon. It's pointed. And Damon is looking shook. He is like, I don't even know how to react to this. And then Damon goes to Alaric and he says, look at his hand. He's got the same ring that you do. And Alaric's like, that's weird. And Damon's like, yeah, it would be a crazy coincidence if he didn't just come back to life right now. And you can tell Alaric wants to be like, why did you kill that guy? But he's like, you know what? That's not even the important thing. He's like, I can't even deal with that right now. (laughs) And Damon says, like, where'd you get that ring? And Alaric says, Isabel gave mine to me. And then Damon immediately makes the connection that Isabel had her baby at Dr. Grayson Gilbert's medical practice. So that's how we connect the Gilberts to Isabel to Alaric. Yeah. And so then basically Alaric says, do you think John knew Isabel? Damon says, I think John knows a lot of things. And he doesn't even know how much. Yeah. And. (laughs) I mean, Damon's down bad right now, but he's not as down bad as Stefan, who is outside. He sees, of course, the mean guy from the dance floor. The dance Nazi. Yeah, the dance Nazi. And he like runs into him and he's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Like, I guess I'm just clumsy. I'm so sorry. He's like trying to pick a fight with Stefan and Stefan's like, you really don't want to do this. And the dance Nazi says, oh, what? No girl to show off for? This is why it's never wise to pick a fight in a parking lot. You do not know who that person is. Exactly. And so Stefan really tries to leave. He really does try to walk away. And then the man tries to throw a punch. So Stefan grabs his hand and like crushes it enough that I think a little bit of smoke comes out. (laughs) I didn't see the smoke, but he's definitely he's definitely breaking a lot of little bones. Then the veins appear and the man cowers. And at that point, as the audience were like, oh, he definitely killed him. And we see what's up with the man later. But he definitely looks like he's going to die in that moment. I think Stefan might as well have, but that's me. So then we cut over to the Gilbert house where Jeremy has come home early. He's had enough of the Founders Day party and I don't blame him. And then he goes to Elena's room and is searching for something. And then we see what he's searching for. And it is the titular vampire diary. And he <laughs> reads it. And she puts a lot of details in there. She does not hold back a single detail. It says bodies drained of blood. It says take away Jeremy's pain, dot, dot, dot. Vicky is a monster. Yeah, so now Jeremy knows he got compelled, although he probably doesn't have the words for it or anything. But he's like, Elena might have written like, vampires call it compulsion. <laughs> yeah, she probably did, actually. Because he, you know, he had his suspicions about Vicky. And he's like, okay, I was right. And I got here even though I was compelled. He said, wow, I'm smart. My power, he says. Back at the Founders Day party, Elena is looking for Stefan. He sees her and he runs away before she sees him. But then Elena finds the dance Nazi on the ground and she's like, oh, my God, are you OK? And he's he like wakes up and he's like, I fell. I'm so clumsy. And Elena's like, OK, well, we know who's responsible for this. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I fell on my arm. And she's like, OK, well, like you fell on your arm. She's like, this is obviously Stefan, not only the use of the word clumsy, but the fact that it's a lie that barely makes sense. Yeah. She's like, okay, well, it doesn't take a genius. This stinks of Stefan Salvatore. Yeah. (laughs) And then we check in with Tyler and the mayor after the big blowout. And Tyler's like, hey, I'm sorry. I was drinking and I lost control. The mayor slaps him and calls him an embarrassment. And he says, this is the last time you'll embarrass the family. I doubt that. Yeah, we'll see about that, mayor. I'm shocked it was just a slap from him. Yeah, that's kind of not his MO. He seems like the kind of person that would be like, no, slaps are girly. I think he's the type of person that a slap would be girly when it comes from a girl, but from a man, it's very strong. He's like, when I do it, it's not girly. I guess I feel like he would aim more for the black eye. A black eye would be obvious that he punched his son. That's true. Well, he did just get in a fight. But he was winning the fight. (laughs) He didn't lose that fight. He didn't walk away from that fight with a black eye. Anyone who saw that fight knew he was okay. If anything, a black eye on Tyler would make Matt feel better. Yeah. 
Be like, at least I got something in. Exactly. That's just a, <laughs> just an ego boost. But for you, this was a sign. This was confirmation of your theory that Tyler's a werewolf. I think the fact that he has this much strength and lost control in a way that like, I don't want to say didn't look natural, but like, there's no reason he should be that much stronger than Matt human wise. So I think this is a little bit of a sign that something is happening werewolf wise. He's getting some strength in his bones and his blood. So here's my question. Do you think if this is a world where humans transform into werewolves, do you think Tyler has transformed? I think he's like in transition. I know that's not the right term. Maybe it is. We don't know. We don't know anything about werewolves yet. What do you think a transition for a werewolf entails and how do you think it's caused? Do you have any theories on that? So I do think the bite thing could be part of it, but I do have this genetic theory as well. Although I don't really feel super confident in the genetic theory because we're the other werewolves. What's your genetic theory? That it was like passed down through families. Sure. So you think, do you think like Mr. or Mrs. Lockwood is a werewolf? I don't feel convinced that Mr. Lockwood is a werewolf. I don't feel convinced he's not. What about Mrs. Lockwood? Any opinion on her? I guess I, now I have my same issue. I'm like, women can't be werewolves. Yeah, you're being sexist. Well, Mr. Lockwood clearly leans into the violence thing. So he may have that werewolf blood in him. Maybe he's like a carrier of the werewolf gene. Maybe he and Mrs. Lockwood both have the recessive werewolf gene. And Tyler is a homozygous recessive for the werewolf gene. Do you think that someone is either born a werewolf or not a werewolf? Yes, but I think they could also be turned. If you think Tyler's a werewolf, how do you think he's going to become one? Do you think he is like in a family that's werewolves or do you think he's going to get turned? I think he could be in a family. I'm not convinced of the genetic theory. That's just a thought. I do think he could be part of a pack and get turned. I think regardless, some sort of werewolf protein or something is swimming in that blood already, but it's still moving its way through the bloodstream. It's not in all the cells yet. So you think it's a long transition? Yeah. Do you have any idea what might have triggered it? If you think he's already starting to transition? Probably a bite. It would make sense that if there are werewolves in Mystic Falls, that maybe one of them is on the football team or a football team. Maybe they ran into him and like a hair got lodged somewhere. Yeah, that sounds really realistic. But okay, the timeline of the show is something that is hard to track. Sure. Because we saw that one full moon shot, but do we know, are we at the next full moon yet? We don't know. Because it might take a couple moon cycles from the bite. Sure. That's a good guess. I mean, he is a werewolf. It's just a matter of like where he is in the transition. And I think he's in the early stages. But I think the fact that he had this much strength and lost control in this fight shows that that little werewolf gene is spreading, much like a radioactive spider bite. What do you think a werewolf looks like in this world? Do you think it looks like very teen wolf? I don't think that the Vampire Diaries is going to go so aggressive with the facial features as teen wolf did. Sure. To make Tyler Lockwood notably one of the hotter men on this show, a werewolf. I don't think they're going to obscure his face in that way. Sure, sure. Then we go over to the Donovan house where Matt is packing a bag for his mom. He's like, you got to go. And she's like, no, I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to be here for you. And he's like, no, I want you to leave. She's like, I'm really sorry. Tonight was really hard. And again, she is dealing with the death of her daughter. So like, let's give her a break. But also then he's like, I am better off without you. You need to leave. I think it's one of those things where he also like, This wasn't like a sudden thing from him. There's been a lot of straws on his back. And I think because he's, you know, survived and done okay without his mom. And now she's just complicating this kind of mourning period. I think he's just, Mm -hmm. I think they're both really struggling with this. But Matt's like, look, I'm having a hard enough time taking care of myself right now. I can't take care of you two. He wanted her kicked out before Vicky's death. So we can't blame all of this on her reaction to Vicky's death. She, She made out with Damon two weeks ago. 
yeah, you know, I feel bad because she's struggling and Vicky's with Vicky's death and all these other things, but she hasn't exactly been, you know, a good mother figure to him. So it's not like crazy that he's doing this. I think this is just one of those, it like added up in a way that he's like, okay, this is just like the last straw. Yeah. And so she cries, but I mean, he says like, you need to be out of this house and out of my life in the morning. So, owie. Ouch. Then John and Damon get to catch up again and he brings Alaric with him. And John says, oh, here to kill me again? Are you going to make Mr. Saltzman do it? And Alaric's like, okay, so you know who I am. Yeah. And John's like, oh yeah, Alaric Saltzman, the high school history teacher with a secret. And Alaric's like, what the fuck? He's like, <laughs> he's like, how did I get looped into this? John's like, listen, I know more than the council does. And if you kill me, if you're planning a little fun move where you take my ring off and then you kill me, all of your secrets will come out. And the biggest secret of all, that the original Salvatore brothers are alive and kicking around Mystic Falls. This is the beginning of many, many revelations. But I will point out, because he knows so much more than the council, and we don't know why he knows this or how he knows it. Mm-hmm. But I think this is why he was able to like have this information about how many hikers went missing and which blood banks were missing blood. He was able to track that and knew that because other people weren't like, paying as much attention to those anymore. So I think that's part of the reason he has this information. Well, especially because they were all in neighboring counties. So most of the council was tracking this county. Yeah, I bet they all stopped right at the jurisdictional line. Exactly. So they're like, hey, how'd you get that ring? And John's like, oh, this? I inherited this. And so did my brother Grayson. And the one I'm wearing is my brother's. And I wouldn't have given mine to Isabel if I knew she was just going to give it to some rando dude. And they're like, okay, so you know Isabel. And John's like, yeah. Who do you think sent her to you when she wanted to get turned? And he said, what? Damon said, what? And he's like, oh, did you think someone else sent Isabel to you? Maybe Catherine Pierce? And Damon's like, yes, I was actually hoping that. As a matter of fact, that's exactly what I thought. I did think Catherine sent (laughs) Isabel to me. And John says, are you really that down bad? (laughs) Yeah. So we learn a couple things here that A, John knows Isabel quite well and talks to her, at least orchestrated for her to get turned. And that he knows Catherine, which explains how he knows about the tomb. I will say something interesting. Part of why I'm like, I guess I'm leaning into this. He cut his brother's break lines. Sure. So there are two of these rings. One now belongs to Alaric. This was Grayson's. Why wasn't Grayson wearing that ring in the car? And if he was, where is he? The ring wouldn't have worked in a car crash. Huh. I can't remember if we learned that about the ring yet. We haven't because I was like, okay, either he had the ring in the car crash and he lived or why did he give this ring away before the car crash? Or why did John take the ring before the- he killed his brother? Okay, I guess I shouldn't have told you that the ring wouldn't have worked in a car crash. But for some reason, I thought we had that information already. I was asking all the right questions. It yeah, seems. I think that's an interesting theory that you think he killed his brother. Uh, assuming he knows that the ring wouldn't have worked in a car crash. He needed a ring. He gave his away. And given how he acts, I'm sure people want to kill him pretty often. So he needs that ring. Do you have any theories on how John knows Isabel? I'm guessing that Isabel got a lot of her vampire information from him. That makes sense. Because where was she researching this? It's not on Bing. And I've said for a long time, you know, why doesn't the council know all this? Maybe there are some secret journals they don't know about. So now I'm back on that path. Have John and some of the Gilberts been keeping their own separate journals about like more vampire mechanics? And why would they not share those? I don't know. But It's interesting that he has all this information, which I guess he doesn't need a journal for if he knows Catherine. He can get this all from Catherine. But it's also like, what is his motivation? Because 
He's not telling the Founders Council this. And he clearly isn't against getting people turned to vampires. So what is his endgame? Well, and clearly he learned about Alaric from Isabel, we can assume, based on the way he's talking about it. So clearly he doesn't have a problem working with vampires in specific cases. This has to be punched in the throat to both Damon and Alaric because they both thought the love of their life was dead and they're both hanging out talking to this fucking dude telling him all of their secrets. And they're like, wait, okay, so this girl's alive. She's been shitting on me. Now this guy's here? I'd be pissed. So they are very confused. They're like, well, what are you doing here? What is the point of all this? And why did you give us all this information so fast? Yeah, and he says so many questions. And then he leaves and he's like, well, nice to meet you, Rick. I've heard so much about you. He's obviously not afraid uh, to tell them how much he knows. So it begs the question, do you think he's told them everything he knows or do you think he's merely scratched the surface? Well, I think he's merely scratched the surface also because you accidentally gave up how the ring works. Clearly, Alaric doesn't know how this ring worked because Alaric was shocked to come back to life. And he doesn't know, I guess, there are caveats to how much it can bring you back to life. But John clearly does because or else he wouldn't have poked the bear of Damon and known he was going to get his neck snap. So since I brought up the fact that the ring wouldn't have worked in a car crash, what's your theory on why it wouldn't have? Because I gave some of it up, but I didn't give you the whole answer. You didn't give the actual logistics of it. So how we've seen people come back to life after these rings. John got his neck snapped and thrown off a balcony. Alurk got his l- lung punctured. So does it not work in water? I mean, <laughs> it's not water resistant. It's not water resistant. Because <laughs> I'm trying to think like those are two different systems that it's messing with. Sure. Like I was like, maybe it protects from neck snapping. But we saw Alurk come back after a punctured lung. So <laughs> that's my guess. It's not water resistant. Or maybe because- you have to be able to like get up. Okay. Because like if Grayson was stuck in the car underwater, like what if he's just still coming back to life and dying like every two minutes? That would be crazy. That would suck. Just drowning for eternity. If so, then someone will go get him out of the car, you would think. Yeah. Maybe it's a matter of like how much time between dying. Sure. Like maybe if he's stuck in the car, he could come back to life, but then he couldn't die and come back to life like again that quick. Like the ring needs to recharge or something. Maybe it's solar powered. Don't tell me a spoiler, but. No, I'm not going to tell you. I know why I, there's something that was said in an earlier episode that gave you a big clue. And when I watched it through the first time, that's what made me figure it out. But I think you missed it. There was something vague that was said by a character about the ring that I think will, that answers what the exact loophole of it is. Maybe, I have a thought, it was inherited. So maybe it only, it was like spelled in like, 1864 so it only protects from deaths that could have happened then so it couldn't happen in a car because cars didn't exist that's an interesting theory it's wrong it seems well no it's an interesting theory what line do you think someone said that made you think that that's uh it was inherited and like tell people it's a family okay 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 because it is a family sure yeah so okay i want to make it clear i didn't spoil it on purpose because there was a line that to me told us what it was and i don't think you caught that line can i hear the line i'll tell you the line do you want me to tell you who said it Tell me who before you say the line. Okay, Isabel said something to Alaric. I don't know what the fuck she said. Never take it off. Tell me the line. She said, it'll protect you from all the things that go bump in the night. So, okay, yeah, that doesn't actually help me. So (laughs) was the car crash during the day? No, the car crash was at night. Okay, so it only protects you if you're killed by a supernatural creature. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, so John still could have killed his brother. Yeah, that's why the ring wouldn't have worked. 
Yeah, I uh, they didn't say that explicitly. I wouldn't have gotten yeah. there. So I didn't spoil it on purpose. I like that I first said the car crash was during the day. You have to get killed at night. I know. I do remember her saying that. I thought that was just like a cutesy little thing she said. Okay, so you got that rule from one line, but you missed the full moon shot of Tyler? Yep. I'm not perfect. <laughs> so both Damon and Alaric are not so happy that John's here. Yeah, they were just standing there dumbfounded. And I was making the same face. Because it was like a minute of like a ton of information and then he left and it was like, wait, what? Yeah, John is throwing a lot out there. I bet he's in love with Catherine. Who isn't, right? That's my guess for everyone. And it's wrong more than I would think based on how many people are in love with Catherine. Catherine's lovable. What can I say? Or Isabel. If he was in love with Isabel, I think he would have rubbed that into Alaric's face more. It would have been too hard to resist. So he could die if like Elena killed him. Not yeah. that Elena's going to jump up and kill her. Which uncle, is but. why when they went out of the party, John said to Damon, are you going to kill me again? Or did you bring Mr. Saltzman to do your dirty work? Because oh. if Mr. Saltzman kills him, it sticks. Hmm. Lots to consider. But we will learn John's intention for being in town eventually, obviously. Yeah, I'm sure. When I guess they'll probably more explicitly state this rule with the race. Yeah, they will. They absolutely will do because it Because I would not have gotten there. I think they might have said it explicitly in an earlier episode, but I can't remember. Definitely didn't, because I've been thinking a lot about this ring. Like in my (laughs) off time, I'm like, what's up with that ring? Every time I put on a ring in the morning, I'm like, what's going on? So then we go back and check into, again, everything's going out of control for everyone because Elena gets home, she goes into her room, and Stefan is behind her and scares her. He's like, okay, so here's the thing. I am actually not doing that great. I tried to keep it together, but it is very hard. I am more hungry than I've literally ever been in my life. Yeah, my skin is on fire. I have a horrible headache all the time. He's like, and I don't want you to see me like this or know that I get like this, but I did promise I would tell you everything. Obviously, he's a little more emotional than that, but that's the gist. And she's like, hey, I'm not afraid of you. And he's like, you really should be. Yeah, he's like, that's not really my concern about how you feel about it. He's like, I don't feel good. Yeah, he's like, whether or not you're afraid of me, I could still kill you. And here's the thing. Elena should not be around for this. I'm sorry. I Maybe if I was in love with a vampire, I would think differently. But I'd be like, okay, no, you go sort this out. We'll text, we'll call, we'll FaceTime. But we do not need to be in the same room unless you're very comfortable with that. Exactly. But then they hug and they're like, oh my God, I love you. I love you. You, Thanks for being there for me, whatever, blah, blah, yon, yon. (laughs) Sure. And then we go over to the Salvatore house where Stefan is getting home and Damon like starts filming. He's like, okay, so I have to tell you all about Uncle John. Damon is like, so much happened tonight. And then he looks at Stefan. He's like, oh, you don't look good. It's different this time, isn't it? The need is too strong after all these years. Again, notably, we don't know how many years. Yeah, I want to know how many years it's been. I want to know how close I was in my guess. Yeah, remind the audience of your theory for how long it's been. Since the 1950s, since his last uncle died, pre-Uncle Zach. That's my guess, and I'm sticking to it. Fantastic. And then Damon says, sorry. And then he says, good night, see you in the morning. And But he leaves a glass of blood out, and he leaves the room, and then Stefan drinks it. And I think Damon knows, like, Stefan won't drink the blood in front of him because he doesn't want to, like, prove Damon right. But Damon's like, look, Clearly, this dude's got like bags under his eyes. He's looking frail as hell. He needs this blood. And I'm going to give him the satisfaction of doing it by himself. Yeah. And so we end this episode very similar to the last. Stefan drinking blood and looking very stressed about it. Do you think Stefan's going to learn how to control his need for human blood? It's going to take him a while. I mean, I think he can. In our immediate next few episodes, 
Do you think this is going to be an issue or do you think it's going to work itself out and we'll kind of put it on the back burner? It's going to be an issue, especially because clearly, I mean, we have a couple tomb vampires left, not that many and not the ones that are really after Stefan and Damon, but they're around. Yeah. And we've got John mixing it up. Like <laughs> this is not an easy time for the Salvatores. And so Stefan trying to curb all these cravings while all of this is happening, I think is a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Because he clearly is having a really hard time curbing the cravings. I get that. Mm -hmm. It's got to be hard. But this is like not the time either. Like, I think he's not going to be able to win this fight and not drink human blood. And I don't think he's going to be happy about that either. But I think that's just kind of the situation he's going to be in. Mm -hmm. And we also, I mean, we talked about this a lot already, but what do you think John's in town to do? He said his visit is open-ended and he implied it was about the escrow. But obviously after this episode, it's not about real estate. Yeah, I don't really know because he's clearly not in town to like stop the vampires. What makes you so sure? I guess I should clarify that. He's not in town to stop the vampires for the same reason the Founders Council is. I think there's a good chance he like heard about the tomb opening and was like, I have to honor my ancestor, Jonathan Gilbert, keep a lineage of assholes alive and kill those vampires for him. Like, I think... I don't think he's here just to take care of the Salvatores because I think if that was his reason, like he would have told someone about it already. Or he would have just killed Stefan and Damon. Yeah, either staked them or like in the Founders Council been like, hey, that dude in the back. That's a vampire. He was here in 1864. That's a fucking vampire. Damon's like, who? Damon's like, I don't know. Which guy? That's crazy. Someone was here and he Shayla Forbes is a vampire? Exactly. He didn't announce it. And so I think Either he doesn't really care about the Salvatores because clearly he doesn't care about Isabel and Catherine. And I think if he knows Isabel and Catherine and like is in love with Catherine, this would only be adding more fuel that like Catherine has no interest in Damon. Yeah, because Catherine's really not interested in Damon if she's dating this guy. Yeah, I think he's in town because he heard about the tomb and wants to like deal with that. But also like, I don't know. I don't necessarily think he's here to kill vampires. Like I think he likes taking advantage of vampires and using them to do some dirty work, clearly. Yeah. Oh, here's a question. You think, and I think it's pretty clear from the episode, that John has been in communication with Catherine or Isabel or both. Yeah. Do you think he's here of his own volition or do you think he's been compelled to be here? That's a good question. I don't think he's been compelled, but I think Isabel or Catherine or both are in on whatever his little plan is. Sure. Or at least know what he's doing here. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't necessarily think they forced him to do it, but I think... They're in communication. Yeah, they're in communication. And also because I think, you know, I said in a previous episode, I think Isabel and Catherine know each other because I do think they're birds of a feather. I feel stronger about that now, too, given that they both put Alaric and Damon in very similar positions. Alaric and Damon really are two guys who should be friends. They've got similar life experience. I love their little friendship and it does seem to be building even though, you know, Alaric is mad. But I think this also helps Alaric be less mad at Damon because John purposely sent Isabel to Damon. Yeah, and Isabel clearly wanted it. Obviously, Alaric's like, oh, okay, so Isabel really didn't love me. Which can't be fun to learn as Damon is internalizing about Catherine at this moment. They're both like, wow, I would have given up anything for them and they literally couldn't care if I lived or died. I think Damon has been kind of slowly moving on from Catherine, but he still had that little thread of like, well, maybe she sent Isabel. Maybe she's thinking about me. Maybe she's curious. And John said, nope. Did you think Catherine sent her? You dumbass idiot. You little baby. You little baby. Did you think Catherine sent me? Poor Damon and Alaric. Yeah, John's really messing with him. John's brave. That ring makes him feel bold. I guess because he knows what it does more than Alaric does. 
But I think that's going to be his downfall. He's getting a little too comfortable with that ring. A ring can be taken off, honey. A ring can be taken off. And once they all figure out, because I don't, it's not clear whether they know this or not, that it's only supernatural deaths that it works on. Even though he said that thing about Alert, like Alert doesn't know the mechanics of this ring. He didn't know it was going to bring it back to life. So I think he's getting a little cocky. And that doesn't usually bode well for people, especially on this show. Absolutely. That's the end of the episode. We've only got four episodes left of this season. That's crazy. Shit is going to start hitting the fan. I feel like Catherine's going to make an appearance in the season finale. Oh, you think so? I know we're going to meet Catherine, and I feel like that's a season finale moment. But of course, now that I've said that, I've jinxed it, and she'll be here next episode. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So do you think Isabel's going to show up before the end of the season? Yeah, I think Isabel like would be just as happy doing her own thing and never seeing a lurk again. I think Catherine would think it's really funny to continue to fuck with Damon in that way. Yeah. Maybe Isabel does too. You know, that's your read on them that Catherine wants to fuck with Damon and Isabel's more like, mm, I got my own shit to do. I got eternal life now, baby. Isabel's like, yeah, fuck that boring ass dude. All that dude wanted <laughs> to do was have kids. <laughs> Yawn. I hate when men do that. <laughs> As always, it's been a great episode. I'm excited to see where the show goes next week. If you are enjoying this podcast, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and tell all your friends who are fans of Vampire Diaries or who are not fans of Vampire Diaries. And follow along with us on Instagram at Doppelgangers Podcast. We're going to post some fun memes, pictures, highlights, all that fun stuff to keep you in the loop through the week while you're waiting for the next episode. That's all for now. So we'll see you next week. Goodbye, brother. Goodbye, brother. <laughs>